Do what you do. Do what you do. Hey!
right out the Gulf of Mexico. You'll be in Texas eventually. See my man? This is Lance Lannister, Lannister, and you're listening to the Game of Thrones Minute with Johnny Kilbasa. I did a whole lot of Game of Thrones Minutes, and I did a whole lot of Sausage Hut Podcasts, and I did a whole lot of whole lot of... And yet all I hear is excuses from all of y'all. Nothing but excuses from all y'all. Yeah, I'll do you something. And then an excuse comes flying out of the sky. The question of the day is, what have you fucking done for Johnny Kobasa lately? What have y'all done for Johnny Kobasa lately? While I'm taking Clavinet to the heights of the earth. What have you done for me later? I'll tell you another thing. Hey, this is Hard Kid Jarek, and you're listening to the Sausage Hunt Podcast with Johnny Kielbasa. Foo-wee. I'm on fire right now. Oh, man. And I couldn't be on fire if someone wasn't throwing gasoline on the crumbs and saying, I think this party's about to get even started. America's commissioner. Coming from the deepest UFO-laden skies. He flies alone. But not today. Mishy, what's going on, brother? Oh, it's a beautiful day, Land. Uh, I got over myself and uh, my quandaries of earlier in the week and uh, enjoyed a perfect day. Very productive, relatively creative, completely uh, in charge. And uh, what I couldn't get done, my people got done for me. Perfect. Perfect day. Perfect day. And uh, I was dancing and a minute ago as i've said and i'm happy and how are you sir how are you mr kabasa that's the question what do you want us what can what can we help you to bring you joyfulness right here right now in a sausage hut man oh man man do you like like a cup of beets or something or maybe a Yak those up last week. Go ahead and listen to that, everybody, on the Sausage Hut podcast here. You know, beats are good. Beats are good. I have yet. To, I looked at the beats at the store today, and they were fresh beats. And I said to myself, I said to myself, do you buy them? And I said, no. Based on what you told me last week. That was just a man. It was a perfect storm. But I went right back out and bought another bag full. But now, you fresh know. Beats. Yeah, the the yeah loose beats. They still got the dirt on them, but they they cut at least they cut off all the stuff. So it's just beats. Well, that's all right. 
couple of them. Are, uh, I didn't chug it. Very any. healthy. Uh, did you cut them a little bit like you're a distiller breaking down the fruit of your uh, home, home brew or did you drink the thick mix this week part two? Oh, uh, you're going to make me, you want to make me want to barf again? No, you know what the, the secret is, is lemon juice and not that many fucking beads. It gets the job done. Gets the, it gets those the mitochondria awakened. <laughs> it gets the mitochondria awakened, and the cells just start to explosions. <laughs> no, swimming around, swimming around in it. The mitochondria swimming in your mitochondrias. I bought a swimming pool today, Mister Kavasa. You bought a swimming pool today? I did. Congratulations, Missy. Missy. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to float around with them mitochondria and look for UFOs at night. Oh. UFO people party pretty good. I always thought that was hype. You know, Scully never looked like she really wanted to party and Mulder never really did. So, those UFOs are fun people. I'm going to get in my... Uh, Gonna hook that up. The season is changing where I am, and uh, I'm going poolside. There's gonna be a production of the Sausage Hut uh, on the Sausage Hut Network of uh, Mishy floating in a float in a pool, doing his thing. I might be the most chilled out I've ever have been in, on on the Sausage Hut, Mr. Kavasa, and that's saying something. That's that's yeah. great, man. kind of wondered if I was being over the top saying do I really need to do this and I said to myself no do it anyway so I did it's the fruits of your labor man it's the fruits of your labor paid off mm-hmm. you put the hard work in I uh America Michi would do 8 days a week 16 hours a day and uh I appreciate you saying so, Mr. Kobasa, because sometimes, you know, I kind of under understate all those things, but I had that moment of recognition, and I said, you know, eight days a week, 16 hours a day, I'm going to, I'm backing off a little bit. I do half that now. So with that time, I'm, I might find a little max and relax, a little suntan time, maybe not. But uh, a little floaty, floaty contemplation. I'll put one of those pool lights in there, and by the time the Sausage Hut Radio uh, broadcast comes back around, I'll be sitting there, uh, floating there, and in a frame of mind I've never had before. So we're going to have it's just it's going to be remarkable, Mister Cabasa. Remarkable, remarkable. And I don't know where everyone else has listened to this, but the weather's warming up where I am. And I have uh, Roma tomatoes in a garden in my new backyard. I got Roma tomatoes in a pot, and they are going in my garden in the next five days. I'm going to plant them in the ground, Mr. Kabasa. Totally unheard of. It's going to be a nightshade kind of spring. March, first week of March. And in the last week of January, I put these seeds in the pot to get them started. So I'm about seven weeks into these seeds. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. It's it's lucky that you started talking about that, Mishy, because I just so happened to have our guest today as a tomato expert. No. Yeah. So we got... uh, I made some phone calls, and I've been curious about nightshades ever ever since Tom Brady said that you shouldn't eat them. And he just all he does is win Super Bowls. So maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. Is that what we're going to get to in about oh, 15? Well, let's see if I can get Patty. Let's see if I can get our button donkey here to get Patty on there. Uh, uh, hello, I'm here. Hey, is she here? Okay, we got her. Patty, Patty fans, how you doing? Hi, John. It's great to be back here on the Sausage Hut. I don't think you've ever actually been on the show before, Patty, but... Uh, well, you know, it's fun either way. And we're talking about nightshades, and I heard that uh, Mishy, uh, he's 
going to be playing a lot of tomatoes, and he's just going to try to get him in. I, I just don't know if he's uh, maybe jumping the gun there. Oh, come on, Bushy, how are you? Patty, 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 I am doing well. And yourself? I'm doing great, doing great, Mishy. Uh, we just got our winter tomatoes in. We had them frozen for a while, and they just make a lot of pasta sauce now. So that's what we're doing over here. And I, I just think I, I know I, I've been to I've been to your part of the world down there, and uh, it's it just I think you're just asking for trouble if you're going to plant a bunch of tomatoes in March. I mean, you know what they say: tomatoes in March, you'll be in a larch. Well, well, that's Patty, a funny that, joke, that, Patty. Is that some sort of nightshade humor you do there? That's whatever it is, Mishy. Patty, I mean, Patty, what Patty. what is this? I didn't, uh, Mishy. I, I didn't realize that Patty was going to come in here and be so, uh, you know, standing. She's going right for. It. Well, you know, it's, it's sweeps week, Johnny, and I, I I'm going to be a little controversial here. And, and you know, Mishy, he walks around like he knows what he's talking about. But you know, when it comes to nightshades, and, you know, I know a few things too. Well, Mishy, I don't, I don't. I'm sorry, man. I didn't know she was just going to bring out the lampoon or whatever uh, well I'll tell you what the fellow fellow gardening to fellow gardening we ask tough complicated to the point questions you're not putting them in the ground are you you're putting them in a sandbox or you're putting them in a bucket or an armchair or something like that I thought about the sandbox but as you well know tomatoes nightshades grown in sand taste like garbage even nightshades grown in sand <laughs> fell into the sea. <laughs> I was just listening to Castles Made of Sand right before we started. Nightshades grown in sand melt into the sea eventually. Dude. Yeah, but, you know, because basically all you can I'm, do I'm is pick them up and throw them. I'm a big fan of Jimi Hendrix. Uh, Patty, I can tell you that I put seeds in the last, on my birthday, the last week of January. Uh, the 24th is my birthday. If you missed it, you can still send the cards. You can still enclose the cash. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, they have grown. I have had them outside to, as they say, harden, H-A-D-R-E-N. And see, Patty, that's what I'm talking about. And in another couple of days with a n- more treatment, I have my soil ready. I have uh, some raised beds out there, some good dirt, and uh, I've been, I've been, yeah. And, and the tomatoes are hardening. Very nice. And you might know a thing or two about There you go. And I can tell you that uh, where I am, Patty, I'm going to get two, two, Two seasons of, 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 as they say in north of here, maters. Nightshades where you are. And where you are, you have probably still got snow on the ground. But where I am, uh, 70 degrees during the daytime, 55 degrees at night. And Patty, I appreciate what you're saying. Because isn't it the truth that the soil needs to be 65 degrees in order for the nightshades to grow? Patty, could you verify that for us, please? Okay, Patty. Uh, let's see. Is he right about that? Oh, okay. Well, I, I, I guess he is. I have to admit that he's right about the temperature there. All right. Chalk one up for Michi, everybody. And, Patty, the soil temperature, I um, did a test just uh, yesterday back when the rain stopped, and the soil temperature in my backyard was 63 degrees. Mm. And I that am seems right pretty warm. there. I don't know. It, it, indeed, it's surprising to me, but the temperature in the Gulf of Mexico, they tell me, is 65 degrees. And I was there today, and I felt like I wanted my wetsuit on when I took the kayak out of the water because it was a little chilly. And, Patty, I, I'm, if I'm early, or as they say, if my nightshade is premature, I will just plant some more. I'm going for it. I guess you do stand corrected, Patty. I, I thought you were just going to give a little PowerPoint presentation on nightshades in general and the Tom Brady thing. Well, you know, I know, I know a lot of things about the Tom Brady thing, Mishy. So if you want to talk football, Mishy, I, I mean, I can talk Tom Brady all day because he did, he revolted against the nightshade. And it, really, it really put a dent in the nightshade business after people started taking up the TV 43 diet or whatever you call it. I think it's a TB, what is it? It's TB12, Patty. Oh, that's right. Sorry. 
Patty, what did uh, what did uh, Chowder Tom Brady say about uh, the nightshades? So, uh, I, I think. Oh, I, I'm sorry. Uh, I think. Uh, I think he said that they're just the bad for you. They make you age, and if you just take them out of your diet, you won't age as much. And look at him. All he does is stay young and win Super Bowls. Oh, that's all he does, Mishy. All he does is win Super Bowls. Yeah, but that's. Uh, you know what? He doesn't that's do anything else except win Super Bowl. He doesn't do anything else except win Super Bowl, Michigan. Well, I would, I would, I would say to Mr. Brady that when his football days are over and he needs something to do on a Sunday, he will go to the Sausage Hut podcast, look up the episode on salsa and the variations there with it. And he will find that uh, Miss Michi and Mr. Kilbasa cook with the foods we grow. We keep it organic. We keep it clean. And Mr. Brady, for all his knowledge, may actually learn something. And I look forward to that day because I would disagree with that point of view in the TB12 diet. Patty, do you still eat tomatoes? Or as they say, North of meat, maters? Oh, of course. Of course. I, we, we eat a ton of tomatoes. You know, I, I jar them and I can them and I put them away for the winter. And then all winter, whenever we have pasta, we'll just uh, take out some sauce and just warm it up real fast. You know, I, I mean, I cook those. I cook my sauce for about a day and a half, Michi. Oh, Michi. Wow. Now, now, Patty, Michi also spends a lot of time on his sauce. Well, I, I'm I do. glad to know that. And how long does it take you, Michi? It's about five to six hours, sometimes eight, sometimes eight, Patty, sometimes eight. Um, painfully slow. I watched a movie with some uh, gangsters in it one time, and they were slicing the garlic with a razor. And I said to myself, that's the silliest thing I ever saw in my life, but that's the way they did it. When I saw it in a movie, I, I said to myself, well, that's that can't be true, and I don't do it that way, but... Uh, Was that The Fifth Element? That's one of my favorite movies, The Fifth Element. Oh, I love that I movie. Tell you what. Were they slicing I don't know garlic they were... in The Fifth Element? I think they were slicing garlic in The in the Fifth Element, Patty. They might be. Yeah, that, they that, might that, be the one, one scene where uh, you know Bruce, Bruce is uh, carrying her in and all that, and then she eats a bunch of chicken. That's my favorite scene. Yeah, that's one of my favorite scenes, too, actually, now that you mention it, Patty. You two, you, Mr. Kibasa, should I just like go on hold for an hour or let you two talk? Because I think you guys got a lot in common. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Patty. I'm sorry, Patty. Oh, I'm got, sorry, Mr. Okay, Kibasa. I got, I got all day. You know, I got all day. And uh, as I was saying about the nightshade. Yeah, as we were saying about the nightshades. As I was saying about the nightshades, you, you, we have a, a little, a little, uh, what do you call it, in a cellar, a little fruit cellar in our cellar. Well, it's the whole thing's not a cellar. You know, we we finished our basement about ten years ago, but uh, nice. we've got a little, we got a little fruit cellar out there in the corner. And after I do my canning of my my tomatoes and my other nightshades, we 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 put them in a jar and then we put them in there and then we just keep them there. And then you know maybe if it'll be a Tuesday night and my my son will be like, oh hey, I could go for some pasta. And then uh, you know I'll send them down to the fruit cellar there and. Uh, He'll get a jar and we'll heat it up, and then sometime maybe he'll just have it on a hot dog. You know, we don't have to have a full family dinner. They can go down and get the sauce whenever they want to, and they do. It's a, it's a long winter around here, and you just can't find fresh sauce uh, in a can like you get at the store there. Oh, you got to go down to the cellar. Story. That's a fascinating you, story. I can totally see your fruit cellar down there. I wish I my grandma had a fruit cellar, and it was just like a creepy place. They didn't keep fruit in it or anything, and she didn't really can anything. So just just cobwebs grew down there. Yeah, I'd just go down there when I was a kid, and you'd be like, "Oh, you're like going into a this ancient dungeon." You know, it was an old house. It was an old house that had like this gigantic boiler type type of furnace. Oh, oh. That I don't think ever ran in my lifetime. But you know, there was like a hatch in the floor you had to pour water into, and it was insane. Well, you know, in the house I grew up in, Patty and, and Mr. Kilbasa, there is an old register for coal. And you would heat the house with coal. And sometime in the 1950s, they put a boiler in. And this thing was huge. It was the size of one of my rooms here where I am right now and or the size of my uh, nightshade slash tomato garden. And I called it the hole. H-O-L-E. Because half the lights didn't work, and we watched scary movies as kids, and it was frightening. So we put a little sign and magic marker, beware of the hole. 
my basement was my basement was very scary. Beware. I found beware of the hole. hole. <laughs> and you know, there may have been mason jars and such down there, but we never put any of the canned goods uh, down there. We had prodigious app- appetites and uh, an abundance of supermarkets. But that supermarket food is where that Tom Brady story, now that we make a circle, Patty, Mr. Kabasa, because it's the supermarket food that's no good for you, I think. Fresh tomatoes, fresh eggplant, uh, assorted nightshades, nightshades, assorted nightshades. It, I don't think, I think, I think there's a certain wonderment to the achievement of going into the root cellar or the fruit cellar, depends where you are and where in the country and what you called it, going down there and pulling a jar of sauce and enjoying a meal with a family on a snowy winter's day. And uh, I'm very happy, Patty. Tell me, Patty, well, what type of tomatoes are your tomatoes? Do you grow like heirloom tomatoes? Do you grow like the hybrids with the V and the B and the F and all those initials that go with it? What do you do in your garden, Ms. Patty? Oh, oh, Mishy, we've got six long rows of of it. So, you know, I've got a variety of tomatoes. Mishy, we have eight eight long rows. See, I have a variety of tomatoes. I'm a nightshade expert, so... I, I think we, we really take a lot of pride and we spend a lot of our spring, early spring, getting it getting the garden ready and getting the tomatoes in. And then it's a long summer, you know. I mean, Mishy, you, you have to do a lot of of weeding and a lot of tending to tomatoes or they're just going to get away from you or they're going to dry up. In well, the you I have uh, I'm in a position where I am to, again, be ready to put them in the ground. So my springtime has sprung, just so we're clear. Yeah. And. I am looking in. uh, I'm telling you what, I have a suntan in places that aren't supposed to get sun. It's sunny where I am right now. Even in all your nightshades there. Indeed. That was a good one, Patty. Patty, that's a. If when you uh, if you were listening earlier, Patty, uh, I said I wasn't. uh, By the way, I was downstairs tending to my jars. There you go. But there's a pool now, or there will soon be a pool in Mishy's backyard. And my suntan, I'm going to be uh, a unicolor. There will be no tan lines in 2020, 2021. Oh. Anyone's interested? No tan lines. Oh, so it's, so you're finally getting rid of the thong, and you're just going straight natural. I'm going I, by at least alone in the backyard, or maybe with company. Depends who the company is. Oiled up to like with cocoa butter from head to toe. Slathered in no place to go. All revved up with no place to go. Yes, slathered. Slathered with oil. (laughs) You should put a pie. I mean, you should, you know, make posters of that. Flip-flops, thong. uh, Flip-flops and a towel. (laughs) It's not the first time I spent the summer walking around in a towel. I, I might barf again, but that's hilarious at the same time. And uh, so, Patty, when you say you got eight rows of tomato plants, do you plant like 30 tomato plants, 60 tomato plants? How do you do it in your backyard? Well, you measure it off like you're supposed to, and we just go as many as we have because we just buy. We buy so many. And, you know, we got we got people. We know people who, who grow the starters, so we just go pick up a bunch of starters and we just put them in. There. That's fantastic. See. I have extra, and cheating? if you're in, no, it's not. Um, but I, I started. Yeah, well, I don't listen, know. It's Mr. Cabasa. It's a yeah. dealer's choice. Dealer's choice. There are there are people like me who prefer to start from seed. There are people like Patty who would say, "Hey, I got people doing it for me. Let's make it so." I would imagine it costs you a jar or two of your uh, tremendous. Uh, did you say pasta, pasta, or tomato sauce? What do you call it? Well, we, well, you know, some. Uh, which thing should I have in front of my mouth here? Okay. Uh, so... <laughs> A big red tomato. So, yeah, so Mishy, we. Uh, what was the question? I'm sorry. Do you call are you Are you like a Northern European where you would call it pasta? Oh, pasta. Or you. Uh, my, my mom actually grew up in Ontario, so 
cast out there. You know, you've watched Trailer Park Boys, haven't you, Michigan? That's one of your favorites. It's one of my favorites. My, uh, my, my cousin's, my cousin's boyfriend was actually on that show, if you believe it or not. Oh, really? Which oh, one, I... which season was it? Oh, I think it was about season seven. Okay, what was going on in season seven? Uh, was that the one where they had? Was that the one where they tried to jump the thing with the uh, the golf cart or whatever? No, that was the you one had where you had to jump the cheese jump the cheeseburger on a bicycle. That was it. That was the one. That was the one. That was the one. Oh, so you, sweet! So, I'm gonna have to watch so that. You had you had one of your family members who was like like on the sidelines there. Uh, or they're they a regular part of that program in this pattern. Yeah, he's in the background. He's in the background. And, and there's like two or three shots that he's in. So, you know, you, we, when you watch it, I can just show you and you can just pause it. And I'll be like, there he is. <laughs> they only, you know, they, they gave him like 50 bucks in a pizza for working there. It wasn't much, but it was just fun by that time. Because you may not have known about him in the States back then, but everybody in Nova Scotia knew about the, the Trailer Park Boys by then. Sure. Yeah, I was totally sure. late to the party on the Trailer Park Boys, but I lo- I'm I'm on season eleven now. But I I didn't start watching. I never even heard of them until Mishy started talking about them. Now I've we should do a, uh, a Trailer Park Boys specific. I would uh, retrospective I would call, podcast. I would call Bubbles up and uh, would ask him about him growing the nightshades and making that uh, tremendous uh, pasta sauce that he made. Because if Bubbles can do it, anyone can do it. Now, Bubbles is a bright guy and, and all that fun stuff, but uh, I, I think that the canning and the producing, now, Patty and myself, we do it for our personal consumption, but if you get enough people involved, uh, you certainly can make a dollar or two from these things. It's like Mr. Cool with his peppers. You know what I mean? That's I'm going right. to make a deal. Patty, I'm going to make a deal with my man, Mr. Cool, who makes the pepper sauces and sells them at the uh, farmer's market. And I'm going to bring a bushel of tomatoes and I'm going to say, Mr. Cool, make some magic with these things. And I'll see you this time next week. I'm ready to make a deal. I'm not ready to branch out and make my own sauce or anything, although mine is consistently good. I, I would I would let some other people have some fun with those tomatoes as well. Yep. Patty, I'm growing Roma tomatoes this year. R-O-M-A. Two types. And uh, I'm going to learn to make salsa as opposed to my Italian um, gravy or sauce. It depends what kind of Italian you are. Yeah, the Roma the Roma's a good sauce and tomato. It's a good juice and tomato. It's uh, just it's not fancy, but you can grow a shitload of them, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you plant... I mean, one Roma plant will give you a bunch of how many? How many Roma plants are you going to do, Mish? Uh, twenty. Holy crap! Twenty. You're going to have got room for twenty. You're going to just have them on a table in front of your in your front in the front of your house. Just say free. Hey, take come take some tomatoes. Have a good time. Make some sauce, and then you're going to become the tomato king. I'm going to meet Mr. Cool, and maybe we'll have a business partnership. He'll grow the peppers, and I'll grow the tomatoes, and. It'll be Mr. Cool's Hot Salsa. How's that, Patty? Mr. Cool's Hot Salsa. Hey, That sounds good, Mr. Well, hey, guys, listen, I gotta go. Uh, my my uh, sauce is about to bubble over here, and I gotta get the pasta in before it's too late. So, guys, Mishy, thank you, and I appreciate you having me on. And Mishy, uh, we'll, we'll come back, and uh, I'll, I'll have some notes, and you can have your notes, and we'll talk about it again. I think, Patty, um, when you're off the air, we'll have one of the interns take your money. We'll be sure of money. We'll have one of your one of the interns take your information, and we'll be speaking again uh, off the air, Patty. What do you say? Okay, thanks. There she goes. There she goes. Patty Fance coming on, trying to talk nightshades, and uh, actually succeeding to talk about nightshades. Had a lively discussion here. So that's fun, Mishy. Taking phone calls with people. I got, you know... I, I happened to get an intern lined up from the local community college, and they booked a guest for us. So that was like one of their uh, one of their projects in their class. They're like, "Okay, so we have to book a guest. Um, can we do that?" I was like, "Yeah, just book me book, book a guest." Like, what about Patty Fence? She's she's a nightshade expert. You yeah, know, there is uh, gardening is a is a 
is a fun thing. You know, we came from an agricultural background. Did we? The when? Yes, when? we did. Well, 170 years ago. That was before funk, Mr. Kielbasa. It was like the dark ages. There was no life before funk. That's why it was like the dark ages. And we might as well start talking about some football. Since we've got the Commissioner of America here and America's Commissioner there. And talking about, oh, a couple people getting cut here. But, hey, Baker Mayfield saw a UFO. And that's right, everybody. You better get on board. Because Baker Mayfield saw a UFO. And if he says he saw a UFO, he saw a fucking UFO. Shine the light. Shine the light. It's amazing. It's an amazing, amazing experience that uh, Baker Mayfield and the Cleveland Browns are going to play in the Super Bowl in the upcoming season. (laughs) You can find uh, some crazy odds for all that. Uh, For instance, the Cleveland Browns are 1,100-1 to win the AFC Championship. $10 will make you $110 right now, America. $100 will make you $1,100, America. Press the button now. And the uh, I made a wager because I, I take some time off. The NFL has uh, their share of nonsense and hype and hype and nonsense. And it's insufferable. And we wait for the day when uh, the free agent market starts. Uh, We wait for the day when the draft begins. And then we have a lot of information to digest and we can speak about the pro game and the the fantasy football game. But right now, America, right now, Mr. Cabasa, I have a five-team parlay in the National Football League for 2020. 2021, excuse me. And I'd like to share that with everybody. May I do that, Mr. Cabasa? Of course. The division winners, the Cleveland Browns. Ten dollars division in football. Ten dollars will win you twenty dollars. In the AFC South, the Indianapolis Colts, basically even money. Ten dollars will win you eleven dollars. Of course, in the AFC West. We have the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, and no one's going to touch the Chiefs. $10 will win you nothing, $2.50. And we have in the AFC East, the Miami Dolphins to win the AFC East. Tua Takeolia. Oh, we're, we're, ta- we're talking about the AFC doing uh, and making some quick, quick, quick money because my $10 wager on all that will bring you let me press another button, everybody let me press another button My that $10 wager will win you $750 if you make that bet right now let the football season play out, have all the fun you want but make that wager now Buffalo to win the East, Kansas City to win the West, excuse me, Miami to win the East, Kansas City to win the West, the Cleveland Browns to uh, win the North, and the Indianapolis Colts to win the South. $10 to get you $750. And that's my National Football League contribution for this particular moment. What do you have, Mr. Cabasa? For my pregame pickums, yeah, I'm putting I'm putting a grand on the Browns to win it all, man. I'll take that. What's that? That gets me eleven thousand. I'll press the button right now for you, Mister Cabal. You like the Cleveland? I think the Cleveland Browns are playing in the Super Bowl personally, and I think the Cleveland Browns have a fantastic chance to win the Super Bowl. Let's see what these buttons say. To win the Super Bowl, the Cleveland Browns. Oof! Oh my goodness. $100 on the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl will bring back $2,200. $100 to 
$1,000 on the Cleveland Browns to win the Super Bowl will bring you back $22,000. Hell yeah, I'm in, man. I'm in. That's what I'm talking about. Call Charlie. Give Charlie a call. Call Charlie. Now, the Cleveland Browns, just to get to the Super Bowl, $100 will bring you back $1,100. Okay. So, um, America, we're talking to AFC, and we're talking about long-term oh, investments. Football. And I got to yeah. ask you, Mr. Yeah. Kibasa, where in the world, oh, aside on a oh, Thursday night football. at your favorite uh, yeah. restaurant, can you spend $100 and go oh, oh. with 1100 Yeah, man. That's a, the luckiest kino you've ever uh, played right there, the local establishment. I only wonder if the Cleveland Browns are going to change their uniform color again this year, Mr. Kavasa. You mean change the orange? You know, they're going to put the orange on the bottom. They're going to bring back the the, the Browns. They're just going to maybe put a, you know, go back to the 1956 style. It became with the dark obvious. Brown. It became obvious that they need the, the more they wear the orange pants, the more they win. Orange pants got him against beat Pittsburgh twice. Now I'll tell you what: we might have to uh, fly to Las Vegas ourselves when they allow us, and see if we can't put that prop bet down. Not only do the Cleveland Browns win the Super Bowl, but they win them in their orange pants. They bet if they make the Super Bowl, they better wear their fucking orange pants. I agree. I agree. You have your head coach coming back. You have uh, Baker Mayfield saw a UFO. And if there wasn't a reason to root for and understand why, hashtag America's team, hashtag the Cleveland Browns are a team of destiny, you know it now. Because Baker and Mrs. Baker, they saw a UFO last night, just like Missy did. They weren't drinking with the UFO, but I was. But... things that came off it and i tried to ask him what should i call you and they didn't have they didn't they didn't do any of those things that uh us human beings do i think they call them in the modern world pronouns you know and they just basically i said is it are y'all it's and they said that we don't understand that but can you pass some of more of that uh charcoal sort of orange liquor in, in this, this vessel here. And I said, you're speaking proper languages. Let me get you a big cup. They said cup. So I taught them a few words. I, I taught the UFOs, hashtag America's team, hashtag Cleveland Browns. I remember them getting on the flight ship, uh, their, their, their craft and leaving saying hashtag America's team, hashtag Cleveland Browns. When we speak to Baker Mayfield, I got to ask him, you know, be honest, Baker. Because, you know, we know Baker. He just doesn't want to come on. He's shy. He gets paid much more to do those commercials than he does to come on the program. That's that's kind of what he said to me. And I said, Baker, did you really tell me really? Did they did they give you the, the sign of Super Bowl championships as they departed? What did you see? Because the way I see it, they were trying to tell you something. They were trying to tell you they just came from Michie's. Michie learned them about football. Michi learned him a little bit about fantasy football. Michi learned him a little bit about playing Vegas for fools. And I think they came down and put the uh, positive mojo on. I don't know what Jimi Hendrix would call it, but uh, they put the positiveness in Baker's spirit. And it's locked. Based on a UFO sighting, it's locked in to destiny. Bowl championship destiny for Baker Mayfield. I like the sound of that. And anything, else in pro, and anything else anything else in pro football that you're hearing right now that's just taking up space because they have to. So do you think that JJ Watt was just leveraging the Browns and not really ever considering going to the Browns and he was going to the Cardinals the whole time. JJ Watt. See, here's where the hype turns into. May I curse right now, Mr. Cabasa? You don't have to ask. Here's where, here's, yeah, I know. Here's where the hype turns to complete bullshit. 
Um, JJ Watt took the most money. Thank you. Yeah. End of story. Thank you. The uh, Arizona team in two years, if everyone stays together, they may compete for a Super Bowl. And by then, J.J. Watt will be out of football. J.J. Watt took so much money and the early season, late season, whatever you want to call this March time of year, you're seeing a lot of guys who got paid two years ago getting cut because people have salary cap issues. And quite frankly, J.J. Watt will be those people two years from now. My personal prediction is J.J. Watt will not be on Arizona three years from now. He won't even make it through two years. Thank you for the paycheck. I just took your money. Congratulations. How many? Uh, what's the over-under on games J.J. Watt plays next year? I would put it at nine. Really? You think he's going to be healthy that much? Well, you know, he's a part-time player to begin with, so nine is quite a bit. He's making, um, if I'm not mistaken, $12 million to play nine games. That's unacceptable. Do you also think that he, they're paying for the personality, too? Like, people follow what J.J. Watt does, you know, the notoriety. Do you think that the Cardinals could do it as almost a PR move? The answer, the answer to that is certainly yes. And the other question that that leads me to think of, Mr. Cabasa, is how many snowbirds from Wisconsin live in Arizona and will buy tickets because their prodigal son is now part of the Arizona football program. He's, he's bigger. I mean, if there's, he's one of the biggest names in football. He's probably, he might be the biggest non quarterback name in football. Him and Gronk, I think, are right up there. Yeah, the question is which one's bigger, J.J. Watt or Rob Gronkowski? Which one's like a bigger dude? You mean physically? Yeah, you know, stature wise, yeah. Um, I'd say Watt probably weighs more. He they're might, both he might. they're both giants. But we, all right, let me ask a different question: Which one of those two guys were featured on an episode of Family Guy? Gronk. There you go. Good answer. Ding 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 ding. Case closed. Case closed, bro. And uh, Gronkowski got his championships, and he has pedigree. Um, Mr. J.J. Watt, for all his superior talent, uh, got a big paycheck, and his skills have diminished um, greatly. He's a part-time player. He took the most money, and uh, for all the hype, it's going to be a move that backfires. You heard it here first. Done and done. Dusted. Everybody wants him to fail. I mean, I mean, I don't want him Cardinals. to fail, Mr. Kilbasa. I do not want it. I root for all these guys to be great. The reality is, it doesn't happen that way. Very simple. To me, it's simple. Um, you don't pay for the nature. We've spoken about this. Much like the building of your Cleveland Browns, we're built, we're building it through the draft. We're building it through proper, proper younger free agents, and we're building uh, a team to fill holes year in and improve year out. And the structure of that is sound in the great state of Ohio. What they're doing in Arizona is more like smoke and mirrors to sell tickets and to make their fan base feel better about themselves. Yes, you heard it here first. Yes. It's a sad commentary, um, and but that's the nature of the pro game. The you know they want to play seventeen games this year in pro football. Mr. Oh. I did hear that. Are they going to get rid of preseason games? Or are they still going to have four? Because that sucks. I, I have not heard the compromise, but I have heard that there will continue to be a singular week of bye games. So each team, say that in English, not Martianese or UFOEs, the, uh, there will be one bye week in a 17-game schedule. And the brutality that is week in, week out, the National Football League is, to me, suggesting that you need two bye weeks and 16 games. And they're doing it just the opposite. The NFL 
the megaopoly of the NFL is making a big money grab. They're going to take Walt Disney's money. They're going to take Amazon's money. And you and I, the fans, are just going to have to chew on it. Take what this is. I don't really care. We'll give you what we want to give you. And they will tell you otherwise, but that's just public relations. This pub they can call Patty Fans and talk about nightshades. And Patty will school them just like I'm schooling y'all right now. Because that's the way it works. I'll tell you what, Mr. Kabasa. In the pro game. In the, the pro professional game, game. Yeah. In the professional game. Um, I can't wait for fans to be back in the stands. I'm looking forward to going to a, a, a professional football game. And if they don't have capacity and the product doesn't improve on the field, I'm, I'm going to be very upset. Because when we, the fans, get there, it needs to be loud, obnoxious, and impactful. And I hope I see that. If I don't see that, I'm going to be ripping very hard. I'm going to be, you're going to, in America, you're going to hear a negative Michi. Red Hook, a negative Michi, Oslo. It's hard to believe Oslo, but I'm going to be very critical of the product in the upcoming season. I promise you all. I'm not saying we're going to be Dateline, Nightline, Mr. Kobasa, and, and, you know, do things like that, you know, like the Watergate investigations and all. But, um, yeah, it's, it's time. It's time. It's time. But the Cleveland Browns are still going to win the Super Bowl. Hashtag America's team. Hashtag Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Mr. Kibasa, I, I got a question for you, Mr. Kibasa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can we trademark that and get ahead of the curve once and for all? Or should I give it to Baker to make another million dollars over? Get on the horn. Get on the trademark site. Get it submitted. Oh. Right, got my crayon out. And I have a wall. Okay. I have your permission to do that, Mr. Kabas. You okay don't need my permission. Can I do like the UFOs did and play some funk right now? Bless that. Guy named Yubi Brown. Mr. Did you ever a guy named Yubi Brown? Isn't, wasn't he a basketball coach? He was. He was. And he was a, a broadcaster as well. So when I was a young man in the business, I was at a basketball camp, one of the universities in the Northeast. And Coach Yubi was there. I'll call him Coach Yubi for the sake of it. And uh, I was doing some things, demonstrating, you know, I was proud of people there. Some reason I was asked to demonstrate press break, and I did the press break, and it was good. I was a young guy; I wasn't expecting it. They put me on the spot, and Yubi was sitting in the corner, nodding his head up and down at the young coach Michi. Nodding his head up and down. I walked past. I said, "Coach, how'd I do?" He gave me the sign of the cross. The Pope, the Pope blessed me right then and there. <laughs> Michi, when it counts, baby. She's giving it to you. In front of 700 coaches with pencils and papers and notes and things and no crayons, as I recall. And uh, Coach Yubi was just nodding his head up and down. You you did good, kid. You did good. Good luck to you. And the best part about that, Mr. Kabasa, what's that, Mr. My my college team, my college team, two years into my coaching rounds, we went like five and nine. We suck. <laughs> <laughs> we suck. And every once in a while, every once in a while, I thought about Coach Yubi giving me this positive vibe. And 
just goes to show you, in all sports, in all walks of life, you've got to have some talent, and you've got to have a little bit of luck. And in my case that year, I, we had neither. That's some more funky music, Mr. Kovacs. You got anything on there for us? Cued up, ready to go. On the sausage hut. Thanks for coming, Brad. Woo-wee, all the nightshades in the world, man. All the nightshades in the world. We're going to have them for you. We're going to have ladies sitting in big piles of tomatoes come June. It's going to be great. <laughs> and there we go, everybody. I'm Johnny Kobasa. I make cheeseburger jokes on the radio. You can find Mishy. Where, Mishy? On the beach. On the beach, ladies. He's waiting. Johnny Kobasa on Twitter. Johnny Kobasa rocks on Instagram. Yeah. com. Hit control F and search for the word funk and hear hours of funky ass shit go back and binge our stuff it's largely untopical and it's all funny and funky and awesome and original at the same time but as always you can catch me and Mitchie picking weeds and those damn tomato plants right outside your mama's back diggity diggity dig dig door that door